What's up, McConaughey's? Welcome to the Mastering McConaughey podcast, where we explore the filmography and philosophy of Matthew McConaughey. I'm your guest host, Johnny Phillips. And I'm your guest host, Mark Usher. Today, we're going to be reviewing the Newton Boys. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, bought some Fig Newtons in preparation oh, for this. How did I not think of that? <laughs> that was a gimme, too, Mark. That was that was rookie. Way to go. Way to go. It, it wasn't really. It wasn't really in preparation for this. But I think talking about the movie, I was like, "Damn, man, I love Fig Newtons." So we we did buy some. Uh, to be fair, I eat at least four Fig Newtons a day. Uh, so here, what? At my, yeah, at my co-working space, it's one of the things that they give out for free, right? And you know, they get the fancy ones. They come in blueberry and and your traditional fig, and then they got your strawberries and your cinnamon apples. I do. Are you kidding? I eat my weight in the treats around here. I get free free water, but not like I get fancy water. All right, it's that bubbly kind with the, with flavors and shit. All right, oh. I, cokes. Someone stocks Diet Dr. Pepper. I don't know why, but they're everywhere. Um, so, yeah, as long as I'm here, man, as long as I'm paying this rent, I'm getting them Newtons. That's all I'm saying. So, as I grabbed six of them today for a little snack, it was like 100 calories for every two Newtons. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is I'm about to eat more calories than I'm supposed to eat for lunch, and I'm doing this as a post-lunch snack dude in high school i would go through like a sleeve of those things at a time like absolutely that was a meal it was a snack it wasn't even a meal right 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 yeah i'm trying to see if it's okay to eat them and everything looked fine the fat content everything i looked at the serving size two cookies (laughs) who the hell eats two cookies i ate fig newtons by the sleeve yeah so i've I'm wondering why my belly keeps growing, and you know, th- this is why. Fucking uh, Newtons, man! Every time, too many. Yeah, too many fig Newtons. Any idea why it's a Newton? Like the fig, I get right. They use the fig fruit, right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck's a Newton? I don't know. A cookie is just a cookie, but Newtons are fruit and cake. I don't know. Hey, that's something we can we can look up and bring to the listeners next time, maybe. Listeners, next time, he oftentimes, Mark. I forget that we're actually talking to people. I feel like I'm just talking to you and we're shooting shit and <laughs> people are listening to this. That's <laughs> hey, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, Mark. So, yeah. Like you said, we're talking about the Newton Boys. Newton. Which is a boys. Richard Linklater project. I was so happy to see Linklater back on, on deck. I was like, we're re- revisiting this guy. He's coming on back. That's right. Took some time to uh, do a little research on on him and and just him and McConaughey's relationship. I felt like he is he's a theme in this show, and I really should pay more attention to him. So I looked up a picture. Not a pretty guy. Not at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if directors, right, are like actors who weren't pretty enough, and so they had to work on, like, different skills, right? Hmm. Like, like in high school, I wasn't pretty, so I had to be funny, right? I had to develop other <laughs> skills, okay? Yeah. I'm just saying, I feel like the equation works, all right? This guy, he wanted to be in Hollywood, but they, he wasn't going to be in front of the camera, 
So he was running out of options. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, in high school, I was the sound guy. You know, you, you stay stay behind the scenes. Oh yes, I I recall Mark. Uh, you know, and I don't know if you remember, but in the sound booth at the church where where you were at, we built a cave. We even painted it like a cave. <laughs> yes, we did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you were like in your own world back there. I feel like that was a mistake in hindsight. I mean, it really was two different rooms. Like you were like gone. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> you were like, no, it was fantastic. <laughs> I separated myself from everybody. Didn't have to talk yeah. to anybody. Oh my god! Exactly. Did you ever sing the songs back there to yourself alone? Uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm yeah. Glad. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so maybe folks go to film school and they're like, oh, I'm going to act, I'm going to direct. And then first semester, first day, they go, you're not, you, you don't look good enough. You're not good looking enough. You're right. a director. You're a producer. <laughs> you know, if you claim what you are early, it's going to save you a lot of hassle down the road. Okay. I can't, can't disagree. Yeah. You just got to own it. All right. If you're fugly, you're not going to be an actor, right? Unless, <laughs> unless, hold on, uh, you're Kevin Busey, right? Steve Busey. Jake Busey. Jake Busey. <laughs> or Gary. Gary. You're talking about Gary or Jake? Gary. I feel like both yeah. of them, but Gary Busey. Well, what am I thinking, Mark? Gary Steve Busey. Busey. <laughs> Who's Steve? Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Steve Buscemi. Yep. 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 Uh, you know, Dwight Yoakam is in this movie. Uh, he's, you know, I, I like him. I like the way yeah. he looks. He it's not, he's not an attractive man, <laughs> but he has an a, effective look, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of in the same way that Steve Buscemi has, has an affect, you know, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Danny DeVito. Right. Right. Very penguin ish. Okay. You can just, Cast him correctly. So, Mark, what can you tell us about the show? What can you tell us about the Newton Boys? Well, you know, you were saying you were excited about Linklater. Hell yeah. Appar- apparently, somebody else was as well and gave him $27 million to make this film. Bullshit. Yeah, it only pulled in $10.5 million. Which is surprising, okay? I was thinking about it on the way here. I, I knew that it didn't perform well. I really enjoyed it. It's like one of those I feel like you could sit back and really enjoy, right? I would say yes. I'm not going to go see it twice in the movie theater, okay? Don't get me wrong. That ain't going to happen, right? Yeah. But I had a good time. I'll say this. <laughs> when I when I got to the like hour 15 mark, I was like, all right, are we wrapping this thing up or what? I was like, oh, no, I got another 45 minutes. Dude. And I just thought about Amanda Cusick from 90 Minute Movie. It's like. I think she's right. Like 90 minutes. That's a good length of time for a movie, you know? Well, you tell Avatar that shit, okay? Yeah, fuck Avatar. I still have never made it all the way through. Haven't done it. You're not missing anything. Well, they were blue. It's like Smurfs. I saw the Smurfs when I was a kid. I know what I'm getting into. All right? Fucking Gargamel. You know, you go to similar subreddits or, or you know, <laughs> go to... <laughs> Humans fucking blue people, you're going to find Smurfs and Avatars. So, this, oh, hold on. Hold on. Backtrack. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Humans fucking blue people? You, you, that sounds very specific, Mark. Well, I'm just sure that's a subreddit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it is, too. Yeah. Never read it. Yeah. Not, not a contributor at all. There's probably, like, sexy avatars and Papa Smurf cuck. You know, that, that's probably a subreddit. But there might be, like, a general one where it's just, like, do you want to fuck blue people? You know, here, here, here you go. Here's your subreddit. God, I feel like we can go on this for a while. Who else is blue, Mark? There's got to be blue people everywhere, right? There's that new, the new Star Wars series has got a blue guy. I haven't seen it on Osaka or something. Luke, did I ever tell you about Ahsoka Tano? She was your father's exotic teenage alien apprentice, barely legal in most systems. I don't know. Don't know anything about that, but there's got to be a blue girl, right? Or if you're into dudes, but you got the blue guy. Yeah, Zoe Saldana plays a, a green girl in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's pretty Ooh. good. Oh, there was also a blue girl in Guardians of the Galaxy. She was a machine. So it's kind of like a sex machine, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. She's basically a fleshlight. <laughs> Just <laughs> highly advanced. <laughs> Weird eyes. I'm doing another toy review. This time we are doing this earth-shattering, ground-shaking toy, the Sibian. Yeah, the only real lady we have to look at in this movie is uh, Juliana Margulies. She plays the, uh, I guess, the romantic interest opposite McConaughey. Um, and and she was attractive. Um, oh, yeah. But also historically accurate, I feel like. All right. I know that they were very into costumes. I read about the costumes under this. They did a great job with costumes. Oh, really? Uh, only to say that they could have Hollywooded up that a little bit, you know, maybe they would have gotten more in the box office, right? Yeah. So I I watched an interview with Linklater. Mm-hmm. The co-writer of the script wrote a book and it apparently did a documentary as well uh, about the Newton brothers. His name is Claude Stanish. Mm-hmm. And he had been courted by Hollywood for a long time. Apparently, after his book came out, they wanted to make a Newton Boys movie and they wanted to class, you know, or like, you know, let's throw in some explosions, some extra explosions. I guess they blew up a bunch of safes. Right. They wanted to add in all this drama. And he was like, no, I want to tell the real story. And so Linklater says that's what he did. You know, that's how he got this guy to agree uh, to let him make the movie is he stuck to the facts. Well, um, that was dumb. Yeah, I, I read, you know, somewhere said that it, it lacked, the movie lacked dramatic tension. And I was like, yep. It really it. did, didn't it? And okay. Ebert said, we're hanging out with them more than we're being told a story. That reminds me a lot of uh, the last steak that I had. Uh, I took Lizzie to a really nice steak place around here. She's never been. And... um and I get my steak, you know, got a filet. And I took my first bite. And Lizzie goes, how is it? And I'm like, charred? Uh, mm. Do you know? Like, yeah, I, I expected more. And, and I, I give her a bite. And she goes, oh, it, it needs salt. I'm like, really? Well, there was no salt on the table. All right. I don't know what these people were thinking. <laughs> so I have to hail my waitress who's jabbing at the bar 
and uh, finally get some salt. I put it on some most coarse setting, and I just go to town on this thing. Yeah. And she was right. It was delicious after that. So all all that to say, throw a little salt in that film, all right? Salt Bay, yeah. right? Exactly. Do it Salt Bay style. Mm-hmm. Cappuccino. Yeah, that's that's probably what it needed. Another thing that Ebert said, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. He said a lot of the conversations were about like how to rob a bank, <laughs> which as a topic of conversation is not a whole lot more interesting than than double entry bookkeeping. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, I feel like like there's technical things like that that I hang on to in a movie. Do you ever like you're watching a film and you're like, oh, that's how money laundering works. Yeah, I like that. I, for sure, for sure. But all they did was, you know, use nitroglycerin, you know, and explosives to blow these safes up. And it was the same thing every time. So it wasn't like they were learning how to, you know, do this. No, you know, no. They crack were not the safe that. or anything, you know. So. <laughs> those explosions um, were intense. Like, I'm sure glass was shit back then. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, they blew out the whole, the front of all of those buildings. Those buildings were just, they were not great. Yeah, the scene with the the horse-drawn carriage where they robbed <laughs> yeah. the two banks. It's like, boom, and the horses try to go the other way, and then boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did they get away with it for that long, blowing up that side of the town? Like, how did that not wake everyone up? I, I don't know. I wish I had an answer for you. Because there's that scene where the lady <laughs> the lady opens up her her window and it's like, I'm going to prank this fire siren. <laughs> yes. You know? Meanwhile, these guys are too nice to shoot her. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, it just escalates from there where they're blowing up half the town. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, the movie is, uh, we've kind of alluded to it, is based on uh, some real brothers. Yep. Who mm-hmm. really robbed banks in the 1920s. And, Kind of their career culminated in in the 1924 train robbery. McConaughey plays. I don't is he the eldest brother or like the second eldest? Um, it's between him and Doc, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Doc seems older to me, but he could just. I I don't know. I think I, he's older. I but it, yeah yeah yeah. But McConaughey's in charge. Mm-hmm, definitely of, of the whole deal. Definitely. He plays Willis Newton. Ethan Hawke, he plays Jess Newton. Skeet Ulrich plays Joe Newton. And Vincent D'Onofrio plays Doc Newton. Ah, Skeet, 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 Skeet. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, boy. (laughs) That was a song, wasn't it? Uh, uh, I mentioned Dwight Yoakam. He played, uh, you know, uh, the guy who could deal with the, uh, the nitroglycerin. Mm-hmm. His last name is Glasscock, so I'm um, <laughs> just every time I think of him, I think of a dildo now. Oh, no. uh, uh, yeah, but he's a he's a country music singer. Did you know that? Glasscock, uh, Dwight Yoakam, the guy who plays Glasscock. No way. Yeah, that's that's what he is first and foremost. He looked like a but, little uh, little dweeb, didn't he? Yeah, God. yeah, but I recognize him from Wedding Crashers and that show Wilfred. The American version of Wilfred. Don't know shit about Wilfred, but Wedding Crashers I'm familiar with. He's a bad dog. And how do you take a dog's aggression away? I want Wilfred's testicles. You should watch Wilfred. It's really good. 
It's got the Hobbit guy. What's his name? Uh, The Hobbit guy. (laughs) Well, let's go through them. Uh, There was uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Right? He was a Hobbit. I don't think he was a Hobbit. Oh, fuck. Was that Harry Potter? That was Harry Potter. Oh, I'm off to a bad start. (laughs) Off to a real bad start here. (laughs) Yeah, the main the main Hobbit with with the ring with the precious. (laughs) Anyway, he's in it. Like (laughs) no. (laughs) <laughs> no, but it's that actor and he is hallucinating a a man in a dog suit. And it's a it's a really great show if you ever, yeah, if you need something to watch. Wilfred. Okay, okay, Wilfred. Yeah. There you go. Mhm. But the person who stood out to me most, the actor who stood out to me most in this film, the actor's name is Joe Stevens. Are you familiar? Nope. Caught me with my pants down. You might remember him. You might remember him as W.E. Slaughter, the brother who who quotes everybody. Yes, yes. I propose to fight it out on this line if it takes all summer. That's Ulysses S. Grant. You might have also missed him He as Deputy Travis in Lone Star. He was the deputy that arrested Pilar's son when, his, when the son was installing radios. And they ended up being like stolen radios? Yeah. This is stolen property. I'm hauling a bunch of you to jail. If anything else is wrong, you can tell me about it on the way to the station. Yeah, so he was in both of those films. Bullshit. I didn't catch it in Lone Star until I rewatched it, uh, editing the episode. Yeah, he plays a very, very small role. I mean, he's on screen 45 seconds as a like bank association insurance guy. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, so he was in this movie. Well, hell yeah, there's a pattern. One, they've all been robbed. And two, my company had to pay out. What is my government going to do about this bunch? Man, these guys roll tight like Adam Sandler. Tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the movie takes place in Uvalde, which is where McConaughey is from. Yes. I was so excited to hear that, man. When I read that, I was like, yes. Yeah. So we're back in Texas, so it makes sense that Joe Stevens would, would be around. Yeah. It, it does. It makes sense, right? Texans, who I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess with, right? We already had to issue an apology to Texas. I'm not doing it twice, Mark. No, 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 no. I'm nope. not saying anything. Lone Star. <laughs> yeah, Roger Ebert gave it two out of four stars. Asshole. The critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave it sixty five percent, which. It's a lot more forgiving than the audience, which gave it 44%. Um, It wasn't that bad, man. Come (laughs) on. Metacritic is a little different. The critics gave it 57%, so a little lower than the 65 from Rotten Tomatoes. But the users gave it 70%. So more in line maybe with where you're at. Yes, 70. 70 is a great score for this, okay? Average. Yeah. Average. Passing. All right. C's for college. There you go. As they say. And I don't <laughs> and I don't know if I said it came out. It was released March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight. So good year. That's kind of where that's kind of what we're looking at here. Well, Mark, tell me, how many awards did we win on this bad boy? I didn't even look, man. I I didn't even look. <laughs> it barely made a third of its budget so I, I didn't even look <laughs> did you look at all no no not one bit i 
I, I, honestly, I did. Uh, <clears throat> I tried to do a lot of research on this one before I came here. I wanted to be prepared, mm-hmm. and uh, nope, nothing caught my eye on that one, Mark. Not not a thing. Maybe maybe there's a poster of the movie on the wall at Linklater's house. Maybe that might be the closest that it got to an award. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how many he did, it may not even be there, Mark. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. You ever yeah, think about true. that? Like McConaughey, you think he keeps a rack of all of his DVDs or he's just like, no, I'm not doing that shit. Did you see recently that Gwyneth Paltrow uses her Academy Award to keep her uh, her garden gate open? What a beautiful Academy Award. My doorstop. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, she won it in the late 90s, I think, is what it was. And yeah. They were doing, I don't know, like Architectural Digest or somebody, you know, was doing this. Oh, let's go around your house. And he's, oh, coming through the garden. Oh, yes. Let me pick up my Emmy. I use it to keep the garden gate open. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, different I'm, people hold on to different things. I don't know. I'm glad they're bringing cribs back. What? No, no, I'm kidding. No. Oh. oh. Sorry. <laughs> They could never bring it back. Nobody can top Red Man. Dude, those were great. Those were fucking great, man. (laughs) Well, Mark, what are you drinking tonight? I believe this beverage has produced an emotional response. I have a pint and a pickled egg. And red wine is the worst for my sores. You think maybe you and I can brew up some juice? Johnny, I am drinking Long Branch... A wild turkey, long branch. It's got Matthew McConaughey's signature right on it. Bullshit. Yeah, this is this is the uh, the bourbon that he made. It's K- Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey with oak and Texas mesquite charcoal. Re- re- I guess refined with oak and Texas mesquite charcoal. Uh, yeah. Well, Mark, you are a, a man of spirits. So what do you give it? Well, first I want to say that I thought I had about half a bottle left, but... Mark, that thing is empty. That is dry. It is empty. Yeah. I think somebody else in my house drank some of it, but um, <laughs> it is... It's a little sweeter than I would like a bourbon. Okay. But if you just want something to sip on, mm-hmm. it's good. Well, just just be ready. You know, if, if you if you like it, like a, a sipper to be just a little sweeter, it's good hmm. and, and affordable. Well, that's the most important thing. All right. Mark, I don't care how successful I become. I'll never be like a top shelf guy. I just can't do it. Can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, we buy uh, Glenlivet, like not the high Glenlivet. We buy the, I think it's the, I think we actually like the eight year better or 10 year. I need to, I need to look that, uh, look at what we have. But we buy a Glenlivet once every five years. Sure. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Four years. Get that $50 bottle. You got it, man. Yeah. If my father-in-law comes to visit, he drinks half the bottle, and then we have to, you know, we buy another <laughs> one. But, um, so I guess it is like every three years, but um, yeah. Yeah. Long Branch is is the whiskey that McConaughey like collaborated with Wild Turkey on. He was the brand, brand ambassador or whatever for, yeah, for yeah. Wild Turkey. And said, hey, I want to collaborate on a whiskey. And and that's what he came out with. Man. You know, that reminds me. I hit some cookbait today as I was researching McConaughey and, and this film. And if I, I 
would love to tell you how it all went, but it was clickbait, and then I hit a paywall, and that wasn't going to happen. Uh, But I was following a link uh, that was promising a picture of him and I believe his wife, pantsless, uh, to support (sighs) some tequila. Is that correct? You beat me to it, man. I was going to wait until you (laughs) talked about your dream. (laughs) Yes. Like four days ago, as we record this on October 30th, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they they just announced pantalones tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch the whole, the 30-second commercial? No. No, I didn't see shit. I hit a paywall. I just walked away. Okay. So, it it does feature him and, and his wife. Uh, riding motorcycles and like their pant region is blurred out. Ah, uh, so it's lame. like they're not wearing pants. And yeah, they say in unison, Pantalones organico. Please do, do not keep, keep yours on. <laughs> and like, don't, like, don't keep your pants on. Right. It's like, all right. <laughs> I guess. Tequila makes your clothes fall off, Mark. That's what I've been told. Yeah, and they say it. Yeah. I don't know. It's never worked for me. <laughs> yeah, they say straight up, does the world need another celebrity liquor? No. But the world does need quality tequila. All right. Well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I guess. We'll take your word for it. Damn, I was hoping I could surprise you with the pantalones. Man. I'm telling you, I'm getting well, I'm getting better at this, Mark. I'm coming prepared, all right? Coming prepared. Yeah, well, it cuts both ways, doesn't it? <laughs> well, what are you drinking tonight? Dude, I'm about to finish uh, my first for the, for the show. This is Sunburst. 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 It's an IPA. Uh, oh, cool. I picked Sunburst because uh, of Texas, right? Uvalde, Texas. Mm-hmm. Where they mm-hmm. must have a lot of sun. All right. I had 25 to it. select from, but um, the theme was bank robbers. So I didn't have a lot to go on here, Mark. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Second is blood orange. Um, I don't know what blood orange is. I just saw blood and thought of Doc. So, Doc, this one goes out to you, brother. There you go. Oh, man. A blood orange beer. It's tasty. Oh, thank God. Cause You're going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's coming up. Yeah. So, uh, so Mark, you, you, you're out of your your bourbon. What are you going to do? I mean, I had some drinks before we started. So fucking a man. Good for you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> fucking a cotton. F and a cotton. F and a. That's right. That's that's forever one of my favorite lines. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think I think that there are people who say it that don't know where it comes from. <laughs> I sometimes I forget where where it comes from. I can see, <laughs> I can see Bateman saying mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, "What movie is that from?" Dodgeball, yeah. man. Dodgeball, yeah, no, 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 for sure. Oh, Bateman, what a great guy. He was my neighbor for a little bit. Oh, when he was filming uh, that 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 show. Yeah, and I use the term neighbor loosely, right? Like they they filmed uh, Ozark two streets down from me, like the house was. So I'm treating him as if he was a neighbor of mine, but never saw him. Never once. Don't know anything about him. Really? Two streets down? Yeah. The Ozark house? Yeah. Uh-huh. No Absolutely. way. Hell yeah. I didn't realize that. Mc- I knew that they were filming in the area. I didn't know yeah. it was that close to Like you. it was It was literally probably 
a mile and a half tops away. Wow. Yeah. I heard stories about people seeing uh, Julie with the mm-hmm. hair, like hanging out of a car, going down McEver, things like that. Oh, yeah. This is a thing. Wow. Yep. What the fuck are you going to do? Kill me? Yeah. Sorry to burst your bubble, folks, if, if you thought that they actually filmed Ozark in the, was it Lake of the Ozarks? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah sorry. No. It, uh, it was here. Filmed it in Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. Hotlanta is the new Hollywood. All right, brother? Mm-hmm. Taxes. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that if you say Hotlanta, you're not from Hotlanta. Yeah, no. Uh, there was a whole campaign to make that stop. That Really? Time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I'm not from Hotlanta. I'm, yeah. I'm a northern suburb. Yeah, closer to the Appalachians where people might eat squirrel dumplings. Squirrel dumplings. Yeah. Talk to me about squirrel dumplings, Mark. <laughs> okay. Well, first, let me, I guess, I guess we've kind of already given a synopsis, right? There's four brothers, they rob banks. Uh, their stick is they don't kill anybody. And they're, well, I guess McConaughey's character, Willis, he kind of has a Robin Hood type attitude about it, except instead of taking from the rich and giving to the poor, it's I'm poor and I'm taking from the rich and giving to me. <laughs> Well, yeah. And, well, and he's also saying that, you know, the banks are stealing from the farmers. So, yeah. I'm just a little thief stealing from the big thief. All right. Mm-hmm. I support that 100%. Yeah. Why shouldn't I steal from them? It's just one thief is stealing from another. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of the synopsis. But, yeah, they're, they're brothers from Uvalde, Texas, simple guys, horse wranglers, farmers, whatever. And,. We see McConaughey walking home. He apparently went to prison, but I'm guessing because Doc, yep, Doc stole some cotton, and and McConaughey wasn't there, but somehow got wrapped up in it and had to go to prison for three years. But he he comes home, sits down to dinner, and he says, "Oh, Mama, I've been dreaming about your squirrel dumplings." Mm-hmm. Ma, I've been dreaming about your squirrel dumplings for four years now. And it's the last one, son. God, like. It takes me back to to my grandmother's chicken and dumplings, right? Those were fucking delicious. I've never had squirrel, but I had to imagine. I have to imagine that if I just got out of prison, squirrel dumplings wouldn't be that bad. (laughs) I guess. So I was thinking of like Asian cuisine, like dumplings. So maybe there's like an Appalachian Asian fusion restaurant that serves... Asian squirrel dumplings. That that was where my my mind went to. For any of our listeners that happen to be Asian, thank you for being you and your heritage. And Mark means no disrespect when um, alluding you to squirrels. No, 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 not at all. That would be the Appalachian, <laughs> or yeah, that'd be the Appalachian part of the fusion. Oh, bring in oh. the squirrel and the dumplings come from from Asia. Okay, that's that's yeah. less, less disrespectful. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you know, you get like a Mexican Asian fusion, and you got dumplings full of taco meat and salsa and you know so yeah <laughs> but uh, i i did bring my family recipe for squirrel dumplings did you bring yours so we can compare um i i know but if you, if you want to start um that'd be great <laughs> next step is cumin cayenne thyme white pepper garlic sugar black pepper salt paprika um, I, you know, i'll be pulling the buckshot out of mine in the meantime <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Top it off with toasted black and white sesame seeds. Look at that. I, I, I had the uh, the closed captions on so I could see. And, and they said squirrel dumplings. Like, Got to be kidding me. But yeah, so he's eating squirrel dumplings. You ever had a steak so thick? Mm-mm. Thanks. I've been dealing dirt to our people since before we was born, little brother, and it's time we dealt some back. We are just little thieves stealing from the big thieves. Yeah, so, um, since we're since we're treading lightly here about uh, different cultures, <laughs> <laughs> did you catch it? The uh, it was it was one of the yes. funniest parts. Yes, of the, I did. Of the movie. I know we the are. Indian. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So there's a an Indian Indian chief, or I don't know if he was an actual chief or if he just went by chief, but he he was able to purchase a bar because uh, they found oil on the Indian reservation, mm-hmm. and so he he purchases a bar, and he sends over around to the table McConaughey's meeting with his his first crew, and <laughs> yeah, do you want to say it? I- <laughs> What did you say? Indians, they'll drink anything? (laughs) What was the line? Was that the line? (laughs) That's it? Yeah, so there's this guy. He's, you know, you can tell he's a little schmarmy. He's he's excited to drink this drink. He just takes it down and uh, and then asks McConaughey if he's going to drink his. And he goes, no. And before he throws back McConaughey's drink, he goes, Lord, the Indians will drink anything. And both... (laughs) The other two, you know, McConaughey and, and the other guy look at each other like, all right. Okay. True story, though. When I saw that guy, like, take take his, then take McConaughey's, I thought to myself, I'm I'm him. That's me. That's me. <laughs> I sheepishly thought, sheepishly thought to myself, that's, that's what I would do. <laughs> Just drink anything? I. Yeah, Mark. Yes, I go to my... My tap room, and I find two beers loosely related <laughs> to our films. All right, I, don't think, I think nothing of what's in them. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. I tell you, as I was taking notes, the first half of the movie, it's it's just all quotes. Uh, because when they were when they were sitting in those drinks, the guy's name is Slim. He says, you know, Indians will drink anything, and they're going to their first bank job. And they're going to do it during the day. He wants to do it during the day instead of at night. Why? Why? And, what was the mentality there? Well, he said, I've got the sheriff's pecker in my pocket. <laughs> so yes, he's he got the sheriff on payroll. <laughs> pecker in my pocket. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. But then the sheriff doesn't come through. So. No. And and Slim gets caught. Fucking Slim. Uh, so McConaughey and Dwight Yoakam, Glasscock, they decide, you know, Slim's out of the picture so we can do night jobs. And they need they need a reliable crew, so McConaughey calls on his brothers, the Cowboys. They're rough. They're tough. They are they are wild horse breakers, man. Why not? Yeah, they they're tough and a little too honest. All right, <laughs> a little too fucking honest. How so? Well, which I mean, which brother was it? Was like I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. Uh, man, nut up or shut up. Let's go. We're going to rob a bank. Well, that's what they did to him. He was the 19-year-old. He was the mm-hmm. youngest brother. Yeah, they would bully him into it. Like, yeah. you're not chicken, are you? Or that was the implication. And then he said, well, you know I'm not afraid, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's I'm, go. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> you ever wish you robbed banks, Mark? 
You don't have to answer that. I wish. So, so there's, you know, lottery tickets, the scratch offs. There's, you know, there are companies that print these things. Shit. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of security around it because you could just, you know, fake just, it. Just, you know, yeah. Rig it. Yeah. And it's happened before. Uh, that's what I would want to do. I would want to rig some lottery tickets and get rich that way. I don't think I could rob a bank. Man, they catch people for things like that. Like there was a guy who was, you know, he was operating one of the bubble machines, like one of the ball machines. Yeah, like the pick three or pick five yeah. or whatever. Yeah, this guy was smart. He started like putting paint on some of them, right? So that they would be heavier and not go up uh, into the bubble catcher. Like, and they caught his ass, all right? You're not scamming no. this system, Mark, okay? This is 2023. If you wanted to do something, you literally have to go back 100 years. Okay. To 1924. Yeah. 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 Nope. It's behind us. Behind us. The good old days, man. Now you got to start start a cryptocurrency or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only way yeah. you're scamming anybody now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In this movie, the train robbery happened because a postal inspector drilled a hole in the wall. So he could peek through. Yes. Okay. And I'm sure that there's a lot of good reason that they wanted to rob a postal truck, but if, uh, a, po- a postal train. But I feel like mm-hmm. there had to be better options. Well, there's going to be three million cash on the on the train, which is important. Don't get me wrong, but there's got to be a train of like gold going around somewhere, right? Hook up with a gold guy. All right, not a damn <laughs> postmaster. Jesus. Yeah, McConaughey does complain. He puts all his money into an oil rig, and he gets no oil out of it. And he's like, ah, shit, I'm out of money. But they talk about all these big oil operations that are surrounding them. Yep. Like he could have go, he could have gone and robbed them. Yeah, I really felt bad for him in that moment, Mark. I was like, this guy, I don't care if he robbed banks, but he was trying to go clean. He was trying to make money the right way. It was the American dream, man. Did him wrong. Did him real wrong, I feel like. Yeah. It, for all the banks that they robbed, he only got like, he, he put 100000 into the oil rig, I think, or 80000 something like that. And he's like, shit, we're out of money. They lived a year and put 100000 into the oil rig and they were out of money. I mean, 100000 in 1920s money, that's got to be a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Like a lot of money. And they ended up stealing millions. If you, if I stole millions, I would be a millionaire, right? A today mm-hmm. millionaire. Right. <laughs> Who are you in 1924 stealing millions of dollars? And that was going to be split eight ways. But yes. No, that, that would have set them up right. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're talking about a, a Studebaker car. Cost yep. $2,000. Dude, I know people right now on... Facebook Marketplace who can't afford a $2,000 car. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, what you got for $1,500? Nothing. Tires. I got tires for $1,500. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, really. I mean, back in the day when I was in high school looking for a car, I was like, yeah, what can I get for $1,200? i will go up to $3,000, you know. You, but you could find a car that was old but reliable. For $1,200 back then, $1,500. You can't do that nowadays. Well, no. Well, back then, I mean, those damn 
those uh, Hondas, Accord and Civics, mm-hmm. they were flooding the market, man. They were there. And they'd run for 10 That's years. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. What would you have? Was it a green Accord? Mm-hmm. 93 or 94 Accord, yeah. Reliable. Oh, fucking reliable. Except for the windows. Windows. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. <laughs> and what the alternators seem to go out every eight months or so. But. God, what do we used to call them? That working window? <laughs> that's right. Shotgun and you working shotgun window. Shotgun and then working window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> Mark, what are we talking well, yeah, about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, we're talking about the oil rig. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's what McConaughey's character, he held himself out to be an oil man. Yeah. Right? That's that's how he would explain the nice suits and yep. uh, all the cash and stuff. He'd say he was an oil man. And and he, he charmed Juliana Margulies' character. Lou, what, what's her full name? Uh, it was Louise, wasn't it? Louise. Louise, yeah, mm-hmm. but he would call her Lou. Um, yeah, he charmed her. She didn't ask too many questions, but she eventually figured it out. Man, I think that all the wives figured it out back then. All right. Like, even in my family, like, I had a great uncle that kept a second woman in a house not a quarter of a mile from his wife. What? Oh, yeah. Hey, I don't mind sharing this on on the the internets. All right. We got to know what it is. Okay. So, you know Bill, right? Grandma Bill. Had a yeah, sister, yeah. sister Nat. Well, Nat mm-hmm. was the hot one. So she was the trophy wife, right? <gasps> of the police, not the police chief, the fire chief. Well, the fire chief. And so they lived in that one little house right there by the fire station. Uh huh. Well, right there behind the. <laughs> I don't know if this is going on the air or not, but listeners, behind the Dairy Queen. All right. <laughs> there was a house. Okay. And that's where he kept his, his other his second woman. All right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, like literally, literally could throw a stone from one house to the other if you had a good arm. Yeah. I mean, maybe not even a quarter of a mile. I mean, yeah. Yep. Wow. It, I, I feel like you it's see nice. this in the 1920s movies and and books a lot right like that was the thing women had to know what was going on there's no yeah. way and and you got these people who are like yeah i'm in business and i got all this money no one's that fucking stupid man nobody yeah well he he did tell her he's an oil man and then she started asking questions and he's like well i want to be an oil man i'm I, I've earned all this money gambling. That's why there's so much cash. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at that point, he's lying, and she knows he's lying, but she's she's just suppressing that, right? I mean, modern day version, modern day version, good, mm-hmm. uh, bad vegan. Have you seen it? No. What is that? Stop what you're doing and watch Bad Vegan. Okay, it's amazing. It is literally the modern day version of of this story right here. Right. TV show, movie? Uh, I think it was a, a TV show. It was like a docu-series maybe, or maybe a movie. I don't remember what it was shot as, but it's on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Some guy swindles the shit out of this poor girl who has the little vegan restaurant. Oh. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's crazy as 
book. I'm not going to ruin it for you, Mark, because you have to watch it. Mm. No, I'm serious. Well, watch. something bad happened to a vegan. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Listen, we've got a brand new Apology Corner segment. We do, I need, man. I need to make some, some enemies so that I can start apologizing. <laughs> All right, bad vegan. I'll, I'll look it up. Look it up. I'm telling you. Yeah. Some people still fall for this shit. Well, boys, it's a lucky night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was up on that pole and I was thinking, and I done decided we're going to get that other bank, too. Oh, hell, Willis. I'm tired already. What are you talking about, both banks? Hell, yeah, both banks. And at the same time, it's the cold out here wanting to be a dog barking. Um, yeah. You know, as Roger Ebert said, this movie is more about kind of hanging out with these guys than like a whole plot. So, um... It was fun to see the brothers, and, and there were some times where they were singing and laughing and, you know, horse horsing around and stuff. You could, there, there was a good chemistry amongst the cast there, like the camaraderie. For sure. It felt like real, real brothers, you know. And, you know, you said Joe, the youngest one, he was, he was hesitant to join. Which is strange. I feel like the youngest brother is always the one who's just like ready to do the weirdest and baddest shit, right? So why is the young one well, the good one? Well, he was. I think he was a mama's boy. Mm, lame. You know, Doc, when Doc came around, he didn't even recognize him because it had been so many years since he'd seen oh, him. Oh, that's right. I'm your brother. <laughs> yeah. Yes. McConaughey had been away, what, three years in prison, then a year picking cotton somewhere. You know, so he had grown up. I think, and their father was dead. So, you know, I think it was more of a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. But I liked a line that he said, as, because as you point out, they're like horse wranglers or something. He said, a saddle's hard, but at least it's honest. You know, so that was, that was his, that was his attitude around the whole, the whole thing. Spoken like a true douchebag. <laughs> And then the brother, who's kind of like, I, I think the second oldest, or second youngest, rather, uh, the brother played by Ethan Hawke, he, mm-hmm. was, he was a comedian. The charismatic one. I really liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was fun. And, uh, and so did the judge, apparently. Yeah, because he got the lightest sentence out of all of them, right? Like nine nine months. months. That's it. Yep. Yeah. He got up there and told the best story, Mark. That's what you do for a living. When you get up there, yeah. is that how you speak? <laughs> yeah, I tell the judge, judge, we are guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> but, you know, we're just poor, simple horse wranglers from West Texas. Please and, do that once you more. Know, Please. Okay, I swear to God, I'll get in trouble again just for you to come do that. All right. <laughs> oh, my God, Mark, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Uh, so, we got a new tool that our MLS bought for us as realtors uh and uh-huh. it, it does a, like a quick background search on cell phone numbers because that's the one thing you can never find information on right sure well now we can we get way too much information way too much you tell well lizzie got it on her phone this afternoon and started typing in all of our family's phone numbers right mm-hmm. she thought it would be fun all right and yeah. guess what else they pull up possible criminal records <gasps> yeah really oh yeah 
And I'm like, oh, look up, look up Zach. Nothing. Look up Will. Oh, like a busted taillight or something. Look up Dad. Uh, Nothing. Look me up. Holy shit, you have six. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, traffic tickets too, I guess. Well, yeah, traffic tickets. There was they had reckless conduct on there. They had discharging a firearm on there. They had a noise complaint on there. Like oh Jesus. My God. I was like, come on, guys. Just give it a rest. You need to get that record expunged there. I mean, now that I'm not teaching, I don't give a shit. Come on. Come after me, bro. <laughs> come at me. Well, you know us news do a lot of things, Mr. Alters, but there are a few things we don't do. We don't kill nobody. We don't steal from women and children. And we don't rat. Um, I'm just kind of going through lines because, like I said, a lot of the plot I just kept up with uh, like the notes I made about the plot were just quotes. You know, I said they had that failed oil rig and the mm-hmm. guy running the the rig explains to McConaughey why they're not getting any oil. He says, oh, they stuck too many straws in this soda. Just like an old, old sow's belly. Six tits, seven pigs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I guess you're the seventh pig. Well, they didn't know shit about <laughs> fracking, all right? You throw some water down there and... That's right. That's how we fix that problem. Yeah, it's totally safe. Mm-hmm. All good. 100%. 100%. Yeah, anything Anything stand out to any any fun quotes you got? Anything you want to talk about? I'll tell you what stood out to me was... at the, It's at the very end. It was probably in the last 10 minutes. The cop... Gets caught in the car taking a bribe by yeah. his boss. And the boss goes, wait, you're in trouble or something like that. And the guy just looks over so carelessly like, oh, man, should have counted that faster. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, <laughs> your ass is going to prison. You took a bribe. You're sitting there counting it right there in front of everybody on broad daylight. What are you doing? That that's what stuck out to me. All right. I think the chief has the money now, so he's not going to go <laughs> after probably them. Probably right. <laughs> <laughs> that money went right in his pocket. <laughs> guy wasn't going to prison. He was just poor. Yeah. Yeah. So that stuck out, man. Um, I liked I liked how they didn't kill anybody. That was that was cool. All right. I liked the mentality of we're stealing. From the big thieves, we're just little thieves, all right? I love that justification. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, McConaughey at one point said, yeah, there was the, the federal agent was, was trying to get him to turn on one of his brothers. He says, we don't kill nobody, we don't steal from women and children, and we don't rat. Okay. That was their kind of... Yes, and that comes full circle, right, to how he did three years for Doc and didn't say shit. You're right. Right? Through and totally. through. We don't rat, man. Yeah. Of course, they did rat, but it was on the postal inspector. Yeah, well. Uh, who? Fuck him. Yeah, they, they all got light sentences, but they said Doc served five years, which was the most, but he should have served four. Yes, clerical error. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clerical error. <laughs> By another inmate. He served an extra year. Okay. Didn't learn his fucking lesson, though. Turned around and went right right back to prison. 
All right. Back to prison. Oh, well, not right back to prison. It, he was 77, tried to rob a bank, and ended up dying in prison, right? Uh, yeah, dying in a nursing home <laughs> okay. just a few okay. years later. Yeah. I hope I'm and 77 yeah, the, uh, and decide to rob a, <laughs> rob a fucking bank. <laughs> well, and then the, like, the question mark at the end is that McConaughey's character may have driven the getaway car mm-hmm. f- from that robbery. You know, so pretty fun that they they kept doing it. Uh, well, one of them turned out to be a good Baptist. Okay, all right. It was the young mm-hmm. one, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Honest bastard. Ebert says this. You know that the real interviews at the end of the movie, yeah. was kind of the highlight. That was fun to see the real Honestly, guys. Yes, dude. Yes. Was it? Was he on? Uh, was Johnny Carson? Yeah. That was fun. That was fun to watch. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Willis says, like, the, he says a lot of good things. It, it's really <laughs> worth watching the last five minutes of the movie. Like, surrounded by the credits, you see these real interviews. But the quote that really stood out to me is, Nobody never give me anything but hell in my life. And I never done anything I was ashamed of doing either. I've done some things I'm sorry of. It's hard to put that bad English together, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's things he's sorry he done, but he's not ashamed of nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that tracks with everything. You know, he's like, we grew up with nothing. You know, we grew up with nothing. And yeah, the banks are the big thieves. Mm-hmm. They're taking advantage. We're not doing anything wrong. We're just, you know, the banks are insured. You know, I'm not ashamed. I think they say, one of them says, that was just, that was just our job. Like, I'm not ashamed that I robbed banks. That was just our job. That's right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, reminds me a lot of Bernie Sanders. I feel like they were uh, the pre-Bernies. Oh, yeah? Going after the big banks, man. Oh. Got no apologies. <laughs> Let them fail. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Just not my bank. Well, well, okay. But be like these guys and don't put any of your money in banks, man. Just throw it in hay bales. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They knew That's what right. they were doing. Shit. And safe how, deposit boxes. How funny was it? Like, man, at least we got those <laughs> that last $35,000. Yeah. Well, actually, we don't. <laughs> I wondered what that scene was all about. Like, I was hoping they would come back and, and like, because, you know, they had that seven or eight second scene with him just drunk yeah. in the taxi. What the fuck's going on here, man? They never said anything about it. Yeah, so I watched this movie five, six months ago. And when he was talking in the courtroom about, oh, no, we don't have that $35,000. I've been looking for it uh, all this time. I've been Mm -hmm. digging holes. I could see in my mind a picture or like a scene of him digging holes, you know, out out in the desert. And I was waiting for that scene to come up. But I guess I just made it up in my head. (laughs) But but I could see him out there with a shovel trying to dig up this uh, this money. I think that the cab driver came back and got it. Well, that's right. Like, okay, yeah, that's why I thought he was going to go with the story for sure. Yeah. You you know the cab driver stole that thing. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The money, Skyler. Where is the rest? Skyler. Where is the money? Anyway. Mark, did you find a McConaughey in this film? 
I, I just want to meet new people and do cool things. I thought, man, that is about the best reason to go and do something there is in life, isn't it? Johnny, I spent a lot of time like making notes for the review section, and I've got us a journal entry. I did not pre-plan any wisdom. I've already talked about a lot of quotes. Yeah. You know, quotes that I enjoyed. I'll tell you what. Do what you love to do. And you'll never work a day in your life. All right. You got Doc still robbing banks at age 77. Uh, I, I I think you should find something you're good at. Keep doing it. Mark, as much as I appreciate that McConaughey, I think it's bullshit. I agree. Okay, good. All right. All right. As long as we're on the same page, then then we're good. That's the, the that's the exact opposite of the of the uh advice I give every young person that asks me how to be successful. So I'm glad that we're on the same page. Yeah. No, that's just an old platitude. Yeah. 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 So cheers to that. I guess I could I could use the same situation and say probably the advice that you give would be this. Find something that'll make you money and do that and make money. And that's what you should do. That's exactly what you should do. That's exactly what you should do. (laughs) So keep robbing banks because you'll keep making money. Listen, these guys rob banks, Mark. All right. Not because they love to rob banks. They probably had a great time doing it. But let's be honest. It's not what they really wanted to do. They wanted to live the high life and provide for the people around them. That's right. And that's plenty enough motivation for me. They wanted to get into bootlegging, oil rigs. Yeah. Listen, these guys had dreams. I love it. They were dreamers. Absolutely. Not Dacus, but they were dreamers. Dacus? Yeah. Isn't that what they call him? The, the guy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you you're talking about the, ki- the kids born here? Yep. But their parents were born in Mexico. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you find any wisdom? Do you have a McConaughey for us? Yeah, yeah, Mark. I think that the wisdom that we really need to draw from this film is um, continuing education. Okay. I think it's important that no matter what your craft is, you um, be on the cutting edge. Yeah. And these guys really, really hit a dead end with the uh, cannonball safes and round safes. If they had just done a little bit of studying, Mark, they wouldn't have had to hit that train. They that's, they didn't know what to do. All right. That was not their field. That was not their thing. They, they need to learn how to blow the cannonball saves. That's what I'm saying. I bet they could have drilled into the front and poured that nitroglycerin in there and blown the door off that way. Mark, that's not your worst idea. Like, I've heard a lot of <laughs> ideas come out of your mouth. That's not the worst one. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, to your point, continuing education. Don't just give up. Go, no. go learn how the cannonball safe works and how to bust it open. Don't throw away your banks for the railroads and then shoot your brother. That's that's what it all boils down to. Mm-hmm. Yep. That guy was shot five times with a forty-five. Can we take a second? Just a second. 45. Yeah. That's a big hole. That's not like our 45s. That's like 1924-45s, all right? <laughs> yeah, they said one shot went between his mm-hmm. lung and heart, or, yeah, like, poof. 
He was bleeding like crazy. It took him forever to get him to a doctor. Well, yeah. Okay, and he looked busted up the last quarter of that movie, man. Like, he did not heal. That boy was not healing. <laughs> like, he had holes yeah. everywhere. He had holes in his cheeks. All right? Mm-hmm. Like, someone was wild with that pistol. Wild. But he lived into his 80s. Just long enough to rob, attempt to rob another bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe the lesson there is when you have that many scars... Don't try to rob a bank. You're pretty easily identified. Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> big big neck neck tattoos? Nah. This is not for you. This is not your game, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, we need to review the film. Should we review it like X out of 10 neck tattoos or? Hmm. <laughs> I think we ought to go with G's, Mark. All right. Okay. We're counting our stacks, like right? Our stacks of lettuce, as they might say. Might they? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. How many G's you got? All right. So I've thought about this a lot. It's no tombstone. Oh. It gives tombstone vibes, but it's no tombstone. That's true. And and McConaughey definitely, he definitely stands out. I think his performance is is really good. Well, as are all all of the guys, and Juliana Margulies. Uh, but I feel like he really shines. My big problem, like the movie starts with the the opening credit sequence, dun, 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 you know, like this music is just, you know, real bouncy and lighthearted, and it's every character like doing a little funny thing, and the music throughout the film was like like almost mischievous, happy, uh, when it should have, the music should have uh, served to drive tension, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. But it was just always just happy, go lucky. You know, as we talked about earlier, just there's a lack of dramatic tension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say it again. It did not need to be two hours long. I would have enjoyed it more if it was a 90-minute movie. What it all boiled down to for me was would I have been disappointed if I had paid, you know, back in the day, $7 or today, $18 or whatever it is. <laughs> um, would I have been disappointed after walking out of the movie theater, you know, that I had paid that money? And and I think I would have been disappointed. So I, I am going to give it five stacks. Five stacks. Five, five G's, five lettuce heads, cabbage heads, chicken heads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Mark, I feel like <clears throat> you're really framing this wrong. What if, would you have been disappointed? All right. Would you have wasted that 750 if you had gone in there, sat in the back row, and been necking the whole two hours? To me, that's 750 well spent. Sure. All right. Who knows? Maybe a little second base. I can't, I don't know. Who am I to tell? I don't know. <laughs> So, so you're saying this movie is good because you wouldn't, you don't have to watch it. You can just get a hand job in the back. No, nah, that was literally for that one um, cartoon movie about adventures in Atlantis. To been there, done that. Uh, oh, yep, yep. 
right. I'm gonna have to come up with a little little audio stinger every time <laughs> we, we learn about a Johnny sexual experience. <laughs> um, but kids at, at kids movie. Yeah. All right. right. <laughs> but um. But uh, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to even think about it like that because when's the last time I spent any money on a movie? Right. We're in the Netflix age. How can YouTube? I feel like I got my I feel I got my YouTube out of it, right? I got my worth that. Thank you, Mastering McConaughey Pod. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we paid fifteen dollars, I think, for the for the damn movie. So So there's your seven fifty each mm. there. You're right. You're right. It stands. Well, I'm I'm dude. I'm giving it seven stacks. All right, that is a that's a seventy. That is a as a former teacher, I can say that is a solid seventy. All right, you you learned the material enough to stumble your way across the finish line. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, that's what seventy means. Is you you may have backed your way into that answer, but I'll take it. Yeah. Seventy <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is like you may not make it next chapter, but congratulations. <laughs> Like, if there had been a sequel, nah, no way. Mm-mm, there wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. Yeah, they have nothing to hang their head on there. Mm-mm. And I'll say for McConaughey, I have a hard time. You know, I said he shines in this movie, but I think I'm, I would have a hard time giving him more than 7500 All right. Straight cash. Okay. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, let's yeah. be honest, uh, he, he probably didn't make much more than that a couple films ago. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. Um, <clears throat> I, I feel like this really represented who Matthew McConaughey is as a person. Like, if he did not get into acting, I could see him being some gypsy just running around robbing banks. I could totally see it. Only thing that did not work for me was the hair. Right, the hair does not fit. Really, the the greaser slicking it back—that's not his thing, man. He's got to let it go wild, right? He he's got a mane like freaking Bozo the Clown. Some days, man, just just make it happen, embrace it. Okay, <laughs> use it as the fucking mask, man. All right, you're saving the planet. This is recycling. What? No, no, you're not feeling it. What did I miss? I'm just saying. You're talking about his hair and Bozo the Clown and then. I'm saying. What? If this was Matthew McConaughey and he was going to rob a bank, he needs to take those those locks of loves of his and just wrap it around his face, right? We got enough mask trash after, I mean, after the pandemic, man. We don't need any more of that mask shit. Just use your hair. I gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Maybe take like a hockey mask and then glue the hair on, obscure your face. Not at all what I was thinking. I was literally thinking taking like, like take it into like two, two handfuls and like wrap it around your face. Uh, what what you did oh, there okay. reminds me a lot of like it puts the lotion on its skin. That was weird. Take it back, Mark. Take it. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. I'll take it back. That was a good idea. But well, yeah, it was an idea. It was an idea. Yeah. We're not robbing banks, I guess, so. No, no. Dude, the Newton boys just aren't cut out for that, that side of the law. Mm-mm. Neither are we. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Johnny, I got a little journal entry if you want to hear it. I would love for you to journal into my little heart. That's the fun about journaling. There are no rules, all right? All right, all right, all right. So first, I want to give you an affirmation here. I guess confirm what you just said. In Greenlights, McConaughey talks about outlaw logic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily. Oh, yeah, we, we talked about it in one of the other episodes. Sometimes you got to run a run a red light. McConaughey. You know, that's outlaw logic. And he he talks about how he played Willis Newton and, and calls Willis Newton one of the originators of the outlaw logic. He'd rather shoot the lock than use a key any day. So, so I think you're right. He kind of played into his his real life, kind of who he is as a person. I really you know, when felt he portrayed like, this character. Yeah, I like when I think of Matthew McConaughey, Newton, Willis Newton. I see it. I yeah. Now I don't know Matthew personally. Or I feel like I do right at this point. But I know that he has spent a lot of time in an RV, so I feel like the gypsy life is for him. McConaughey, yeah. Fucking A, yeah. But the real journal entry is this. Common sense is like money and health. Once you have it, you have to work to keep it. That's a lot. Like, that's heavy. Yep. Common sense is like money and health. Once you have it, you have to work to keep it. That's actually moderately depressing. <laughs> yeah, suck on that. <laughs> Just like, well, damn. Try to have a good week now. <laughs> uh, well, Mark, tell us, what do we review next week? Johnny, next week, we are going to jump in, dive right in to the rom-com stage. No shit. Of McConaughey's career. I've been yeah. waiting for this. Waiting for it. Yeah, if you can call it TV a rom-com, which I think you can, uh, that's what we're watching next time. Are we bringing our wives into this? No. Yeah. No, I think we might bring them in for Magic Mike, you know. Mm, uh, they would like that. Well, we, we might get lucky that night. So, Like Rosie. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out the social media for a Rosie O'Donnell post. Um, yeah, we, we need to thank some folks, not just plug our social media. Uh, we, yeah, we need to thank the listeners. We need to thank Kolizna for our theme song. I really do follow us on Mastering Impod uh, on Instagram. I'm having a lot of fun posting things. It's good. You know. It's good content, guys. If it wasn't, I would be honest with you, but it's good. <laughs> uh, if you want to reach out, send an adulation, a correction, or some hate mail. Please, please send it to masteringmpod at gmail.com. Johnny has another podcast that can actually improve your life. It's the Modern Real Estate Agents. Check that out. Uh, If you like this episode, you know the drill. Five-star rating. Leave us a real review. uh, Tell a friend. All that stuff. So come back next time as we get into the rom-com phase. We've been been looking forward to it uh, as we watch Ed TV. Looking forward to it. Never seen it. We'll have fun. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.
Do you understand the meaning of a guilty plea, Mr. Newton? Uh, yes, sir, Your Honor. It means we're guilty. <laughs> you know, you caught us with the wet finger in the sugar sack on this one, sir. We're guilty, 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 and we're awful sorry we put everybody through all this trouble. See, we're simple cowboys. Now, we don't know much about guns and you know, train robbing. It was just sort of come along on a lark, if you know what I mean. Is it true you turned to the fireman and said, ain't this a hell of a way to make a living? <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know. But a fellow has to ask himself, what's right and what's wrong? And what we did was wrong. You know, I suppose we, we messed up that old train robbery about as much as any outfit could. They even managed to shoot her own brother. <laughs> no, uh, Your Honor, I, I figured that the Newton boys was never cut out for the wrong side of the law. You may sit down, Mr. Newton. Thank you very much, Your Honor.